If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside today's special guest, Sam Allen, filling in for TJ Rosine. We've got a great episode about focusing on the things you love and how it can enhance your ability to coach. But before we do, always want to get caught up with our friends over Shot Tracker. Special thanks to Shot Tracker for all their support of The Hardwood Hustle. Remember, that which gets measured gets improved, and Shot Tracker is providing high-level, detailed analytics, allowing you to measure every aspect of your program, doing it in a way that is phenomenal and game-changing. They're now making it available and affordable for programs of all sizes to be able to access the same analytics that you see pro-level teams accessing. Make sure you check out ShotTracker.com to learn more about their game-changing analytics and how you could get started today. Sam, heard a quote recently. I was listening to a relationship podcast, and I don't know who said the quote, and it may have been anonymous, but it was so, so powerful, and it stuck with me, and I think it applies to coaching, um, and not just coaching, it applies to life, but mm-hmm. coaching specifically, it also applies to, the quote is, focus on what you love, and you'll never fall out of love. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you love, and you'll never fall out of love. It was positioned, as I said, from a relationship perspective that when you're in a relationship, and if I'm married to Samantha, that there may be times where my mind goes to things, and, and I'm, I start picking, mm-hmm. right? And I start looking for the, the negatives, or I start looking for the shortcomings, the things that aren't being done, or the things that are bothering me, or that are annoying me, or that are frustrating me, and I spend time focusing on that, uh, but the danger that happens when you focus and spend your time and energy on those, compared to when you focus on the things you love, mm-hmm. and that... If you and, and they were talking on this particular episode about the divorce rate uh, and, and separations just rising and people separating from relationships and that oftentimes it comes as a result of focusing on the things you don't love, focusing on the things that drive you crazy, that frustrate you, but realizing the power that when you flip it, Sam, yep. and you focus on the things you love, you'll never fall out of love. You'll, you'll continue to grow in your love of that thing, of that person, of that sport, that hobby, if you focus on the things you love. So from a relationship standpoint, there are things I absolutely love about Samantha. Mm. She is so committed to our family. She loves our fa- like loves just bringing our family together and doing family things. She is so ambitious. Mm. I love that. She is such an amazing mother. I love that. And if I can get into the... The, the habit of developing a mindset that focuses more on the things I love, I'll never fall out of love. Mm. It'll continue to grow. It'll continue to be there. And it'll continue to thrive. And I think it's a powerful reminder of where we divert our attention and the power that comes from where our attention goes. Yeah, the quote that, that I'll throw in there as well, Adam, that from what you shared, 
energy flows where attention goes. Mm. Energy flows where attention goes. And it's a mindset that you've got to develop. You've got to train your mind to focus on those those positive things, whether that be a relationship, a marriage, whether that be your job as a coach, where, you know, it's very easy as a coach to get caught up in all the negative things. The parents, you know, you get the email, the phone call, the text messages, they're draining your energy, your administration, you don't feel like supporting maybe that one player. Uh, you've got 12 players on your roster and 11, 11 of them are bought in and bringing great energy and, and extra positive. Then you have the one kid who's upset about playing time and, and drags in, in practice and in games and drains you. And it's very easy to fall, fall victim and guilty of, of uh, letting the negative and the, the noise distract you, to your point, what you love. And you got to remind yourself what you do love about your job, what you do love about uh, your friend, your your spouse, because if you don't, it will drain you. And I think it's so important to keep it front of mind. Yes. Okay, like to not have to get to a point where you're having to search for the things you love. Like, what is it I love again? Like, because you've become so consumed with the negative and the distractions that you've almost forgotten the things you love. Like, those things you love about what you do need to remain front of mind at all times so you can easily reference them. So they can be right there when you need them as a reminder to push you and encourage you. And from a coaching perspective, as you said, it's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to get pulled away from it. And you begin to talk as you spend more time with coaches. There's a lot of studies out there that have said the coaching tenures have you know continued to shrink from a year perspective. Coaches aren't staying in the coaching profession as long, which is just an in, in indicator of them being consumed in most cases of the things they don't enjoy about coaching that they're saying I'm, I'm done right this is happening all the time coaches are leaving at an alarming rate I mean I've had several good friends leave high school coaching and in large part if not yeah in large part because of parents parents more so than ever are having a voice and they're grabbing the ear you know they, they have the platform to share their voice their opinion and more of them have opinions than ever and sometimes the administration will listen to it. And so coaches are leaving. But this is why this is why Adam daily priming is so important. You know, it's you know, we did this for months together. You know, morning priming, getting yourself in the right frame of mind. And I, I started this six years ago with daily gratitude in the mornings and it transformed my life. I was at a spot where I, I was bogged down by negativity. I was getting frustrated easily, getting angered easily. And I started doing daily gratitude. And it didn't happen overnight. But I started to see a major shift in how I approach that little thing, driving in Atlanta traffic and somebody pull, brush it off. You know, whereas maybe before, it, it would rock my world. We all do this. We, we, get, we let our world get rocked throughout the day. Well, back in November, I got away from daily prime. I took a break. There was about a four-month period in the last seven, eight years that was the most challenging of my life in the last 10 years. Hmm. And I, I attribute it to not getting into my daily priming and getting my mind in the right place and focusing on what am I grateful for? Because if you're grateful and you're, you're positive and you're, then the negative things, they get drowned out because you're too much filled with gratitude and positivity. So it's so important. 
I actually want to ask you about that because I, I think that's important to understand. So you, you talked about like a daily priming exercise. If you don't, uh, if you're not familiar with what Sam's referring to, we've talked about this on a previous episode. But we went through this daily priming exercise where every morning you identify three things you were thankful for, three things that would make today great, and then an I am statement. So like I am committed to this. I am a believer in this. I am, you know. Affirmations of who you yeah. want to be and who you are. Absolutely. So doing it every morning, and I've talked on record too about how much it transformed me and my mindset. And I think it's important to define when we say transform. It, as you said, it doesn't happen overnight. So I think there's a co-saying. So what, like, you did this daily prime, you just like changed immediately, like you became like a whole new person. No, it's not that at all. Let me tell you exactly how it plays out or how it played out in my life, which may be applicable for you. It gets you into a habit. It trains your mind on a regular basis to begin thinking and moving things in a certain direction versus the opposite direction. So what would happen is knowing every morning I'd go through that exercise with you where I'd have to come up with things that I was grateful for, things that would make today great. What would happen is as I'd go through my day, I would try to find things that I'd be grateful for because I knew the next morning – I'd have to come with three things, and I don't want to just keep saying the three same mm-hmm. things every day. My wife, my daughter, my house. You know, like no, I, I wanted it to be a little variety. Yeah. So I spent my day trying to find things that I was grateful for. So where otherwise I would have just gone through my day and overlooked great things, things that could have added value, made, like things that I I loved, but I didn't even recognize I loved them because I didn't even think about it. Right, I just went through it. I then stopped and was trying to find things that I loved, that I was grateful for. And here's a great example. Today, we are recording in Canton, Georgia at Sam Allen's house, at your house here. And we just had a great breakfast cooked by your wife. Okay? Yeah. Some people, and, and possibly me at times, like just would have just eaten the breakfast, been good. But knowing that like I want to develop a mindset of gratefulness, like – I actually I'm, I take that stronger now. I'm like that was so good. She made biscuits. There was eggs. There was bacon. It was phenomenal. Like I'm really grateful for mm-hmm. that. Like so I've I've tried to train my mind in doing a daily practice of that. It's about training and getting into the habit of being able to see things in a certain light, and as you said, drown out the noise on the other side. The cousin of gratitude is perspective, mm. and so. We can very easily lose perspective. We live in, well, we do, and there may be people, there are people that listen to this that don't live in America. I mean, we, we live in a country where we have freedom and we have abundance. You know, just, but just waking up, like in my daily priming, I'd say once every five, six days, I'll just put in like, I'm just thankful I woke up today. Mm. Thankful I live where I live. And but we can lose perspective very quickly. So daily priming, daily gratitude allows us to start the day in a way that says, man, what am I grateful for? Because we got 12 emails sitting there when we turn on the computer. We have, you know, eight text messages. We have maybe something going on with our family. Maybe we have a a medical bill that's causing stress financially on our family. There's all this stuff that can just hit you, yep. and it snowballs. But by getting yourself in the right frame of mind and going back to your quote or what I said, which is energy goes, excuse me, energy flows where attention goes. Being very aware of that, 
I think is a key component of, of living a fulfilling life. Sam, I want to continue this because I've got a few additional thoughts, but let's take a quick halftime break with our friends over at Team Snap, and then we'll continue on with the conversation. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Coaches, it's extremely important that you communicate and address frustrations on your team. If you get the sense that fellow coaches or your players are frustrated about certain things in your program, it is extremely important to not ignore it, but to go after and address it. See, when you ignore frustrations, the care goes down. And we do not want that. We don't want our players ever getting in a situation where they don't care as much because they're frustrated and they feel like no one's hearing their frustrations. So make sure as a communicator and as a leader, you address those frustrations to make sure the care is always on the rise. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app, helping bring everyone together from coaches, parents, and players all season long, getting everyone on the same page. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. So Sam, I think there's a lot of coaches that, that want to get back to the things that they love. Right, they they do. They want to have that mindset. They want to be coaching and find the joy in the coaching again, and and have that mindset where they're feeling alive and fresh and all. And I think it's really important that anything you want to see as part of you or part of your program has to be developed. Okay, like you can't just think it just evolves naturally, just on its own. It, it has to be developed. And and I think when I. When I spend time around you, for example, and I, I see your perspective on things and I see your mindset on, on different things, I've got to recognize that there was some intentionality that has helped produce that. It wasn't just you waking up one day and now all of a sudden you've just got this great perspective and you're able to handle adverse situations with a positive. Like You've worked on that. And I think it's so important as a reminder, Coach, that if you do want to get back to a place that is focused on love and doesn't get so bogged down with distractions, you're going to have to develop that. Mm. Okay, It's not just going to happen. Well, great point. And that, that triggered a thought, which is I heard Kevin Durant interviewed after they won the first NBA championship. I love what he said. The reporter asked him, you know, do you feel relief that you guys won? Like, you know, not not joy, but like relief because the pressure was you were expected to win. And he said, relief? No, I, I'm I'm excited. Like, people think we were just, I just show up and we win a championship? This took work. Like, y'all didn't see all the work. You're seeing me drop 35 in game five, and I'm standing up here with an MVP trophy. You didn't see all the work in September and October and the locker room disagreements. And, like, you don't just, like, put people in a room and then, you know, magic happens. We've seen super teams put together that weren't so super at the end of the season, didn't win a championship. Uh, so it does take work is my point, to, or to build on your point, Adam. You have to be intentional. There's going to be tough times. You know, you don't do something for one day or, or one week and see results. It takes time. Yeah, and I tell you, but it's one of the best investments of your time, right, mm -hmm. to work on the mindset, to work on your perspective. I just think that was a powerful quote, and I hope that quote, you know, if you focus on what you love, you'll never fall out of love. I, I hope that serves as a piece of encouragement for coaches and a reminder for them that as you are going through the process and the ups and the downs and the goods and the bads and Everything that comes with coaching, and there's a lot, 
that if you can train your mindset to focus on what you love, it doesn't mean you disregard and ignore the bad, right? But it's a mind shift, right? That even in the midst of the trial, you can still find the joy. You can still find the purpose. You can still find the positive, even in the midst of those. And when you can get to that perspective, it's going to allow you to coach at just a greater, greater height, a greater level than ever before. Yeah, focus on what you love, and you'll never fall out of love. Gosh, so good, Adam. And it doesn't mean there won't be challenges, frustrations, obstacles. All those things are going. They're coming. They're coming. But when you and they're there. When you let the love or what you do love about the game, what you do love about coaching, what you do love about your life, to be the focal point and the main point. It will drown out those obstacles, those frustrations and challenges. List out, coaches, the five things you love most about coaching, right? And if it goes longer than five things, keep going, okay? <laughs> Just keep writing it down. But take a moment, as we talk about intentionality, take a moment, list out the things you love about coaching. You know, for me, I love transformation. I love seeing players develop. I love the unity of bringing a team together. I love the energy that's created in a team environment. I love the competition of a team sport and and going through that process. I love the journey, the beginning and seeing how things evolve as you go through the season. I love the anticipation of game day. Right? I love the anticipation of not knowing what tonight's game is going to look like, how we're going to play. I love the challenge of trying to figure out the opponent right? and the X's and O's and the schemes. There you could go on and on, coaches, about the things that you love. Identify those things. Get your mind focused and fixated on those things. And, you know, it's interesting. So when we offer lead them up to schools, mm-hmm. this is the number one thing that um, – I hear from ADs about a hesitancy or reluctancy to like pursue or purchase lead them up for their coaches. Okay. They'll say, Hey, you know, I'm a big fan of the program. I think it has a lot of value. I think it's really, really good. Everything I've heard has been really good, et cetera, et cetera. My only concern is like our coaches already have so much on their plate. I'm, I'm concerned about giving them another thing to do. Mm. I hear it all the time. I've heard it so, so many times. And here's my response to it, Sam. I recognize that, all right? I, I, I totally get it, but, but here's my perspective. I've never heard a coach upset about having to do more of what they love within coaching. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask your coach, say, hey, at the end of each practice, I need you to fill out this detailed report, listing out who attended, everyone's performance, and submit that via Excel, and send that in each, you'd, be, you'd get a lot of frustrated coaches. But... But if you said, here's an exercise or here's some resources that will help you do more of the things you love within coaching, you're not going to get many people pushing back. And it's true, right? When we get to do more of the things we love, mm-hmm. right, and we're paying more attention to the things we love, it's not burdensome. It's not a weight. Yeah. It's, it's a gift, it's like sweet. I get to do these things now. So I think it's also from a perspective when you do focus on the things you love, you get to realize that like, man, I get to do this. This is so awesome. Yeah. Well, when you're doing your passion and you wake up every day and you're, you're living out your passion, you don't even you don't look at it as work. It's why people say, like, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you know, you follow your passion, you know, which can be a little bit misleading. That's another episode. But. Because there are going to be moments where it's going to be a little bit hard, 
you're going to be tired. It'll be late night, early morning. And if you're not doing something you love, you know, it'll be easy to quit. And so to your point, you got to, you know, if you're doing what you love, then you won't look at it as work. It won't be an extra thing. So I think that's, I think as we kind of wrap up here, that may be the final thing in the sense that, you know, when you focus on what you love, it actually elevates to a new level. Like it's not even, okay, I'm doing it and I'm not upset anymore. Or I'm not frustrated and, I'm, and now I've gotten rid of those feelings. It's actually, I've gotten rid of those feelings, but I've added like this new passion, this new fire, this new desire that's like really, really strong that I get to do this. Yeah. What an opportunity, right? I mean, it, it takes it and moves it from this side of the spectrum and moves it all the way over to the other side of the spectrum where you now are on fire and you're juiced and you're amped to be able to do what you get to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And so to end with that, that quote from my end is do what you love and you'll never do what you love and you'll never fall out of love. There you go. So powerful. Sam, appreciate you joining in, filling in for TJ today. We appreciate appreciate you as always. Make sure you're following Sam on Twitter at coach Sam Allen. Uh, always dropping nuggets, always dropping great perspective. Well, that'll be a great start to actually developing a mindset of, of gratitude and a mindset of focusing on what you love simply by following Sam. But listen, I'm Adam. TJ will be back with us next time. And until that time, we are the Harwood Hustle, and we're out.